Welcome to the last take. Uh, this is weird. We're on Zoom. I mean, kind of like off for what we we are used to in the co-JMC. But uh, yeah, so this is our first Zoom recording for a podcast for the summer. Um, hopefully we can do this a little more often. It's just me, Blake, and Charlie, as you probably can see. Uh, those we are we are on YouTube now as well. But um, we're going to start off, get right into it. So yeah. Tommy Frazier, he is easily above Cam Newton. I, I highly doubt that. Nebraska finally beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. Two players to watch. I have Casey Thompson and Anthony Grant. All-time wins-wise, we are still probably easily the best teams. How about that block punt there? That was highlight of the game for me. I mean, their safeties could not handle our receivers. That atmosphere can get pretty loud. Oh, boy. Where do you even get started? This is the last take. All right. Uh, welcome back. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, how our summers have been. So whoever wants to go first, you can go ahead. Uh, I, I can go first. Almost been pretty chill. Uh, went to the uh, Big Ten tournament uh, baseball and – Dylan joined me for one game, the game, a game that, Hus- that Nebraska actually won. Nebraska's um, Rutgers, yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the rest of the tournament didn't pan out exactly how I thought it could. Um, but there were some glimmers of hope, and just other than that, has been uh, pretty chill. Watching some baseball, um, some NASCAR, you know, watching a whole bunch of different sports. So yeah, yeah. I've also been watching some college baseball. Uh, summer's been pretty good now, I guess. It's crazy. It's flying by already almost a month into it. Uh, but yeah, just enjoying it. And then we're, uh, my family and I were going to Wyoming here in a few weeks. We're also uh, at the start of the trip. We're going to go over to Omaha for the college world series finals uh, game two. Oh. So that's going to be awesome. fun. Yeah. We, we were going to go last year and then uh, we had tickets to game three, but unfortunately that one didn't end up happening. So we just got to basically, basically rolled over to this year. So we're going to go to that. Uh, but yeah, just kind of enjoying it, enjoying summer. Nice. Uh, just relaxing. And yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, I've been working, uh, like Blake said, we went to the big 10 tournament for at least the Huskers game one, uh, against Rutgers. Luckily we won that game and the rest of the tournament was pretty disappointing, but you know, it's what happens when you play a very good Maryland team twice. And we almost oh. beat them the first time. So one note though, one note though is that uh I was there with my friend and I did get to meet a very cool <laughs> Iowa player. Dylan knows this story, but for those of you uh, listening, I've talked about it on Twitter before. But so I the Iowa baseball game is just ending. Uh, I forgot who they played, but the Iowa game is just ending. And I so believe it was go- Indiana. Yep, Indiana. And um so a whole bunch of Oscar fans are starting to walk in and they just won. And I was scrolling on Twitter and I see some people, I see a photo with a person with Cooper DeGene. And, you know, I am not a big Cooper DeGene fan because he talked crap. Well, first on Nebraska, but second on Thomas Fedoni. And so, you know, <laughs> you know that I'm not going to be okay with that. And so I'm like, oh, he's at the game. You know, I'll, I'm joking, my friend. Yeah, I'll say something if I see him. So then literally I look up from my phone and a minute later, he starts walking by and I'm like, First thought, I don't see anything. And then he starts walking past. I'm like, it's just one of the moments where you just say something. I'm like, hey, Cooper, 24-17. And uh, he thought <laughs> I was a fan. So he's smiling at first. And he's like, and his face was like, oh. And yeah, but it was just hilarious because, you know, I see him. I don't like the guy. I didn't say anything me. I just said 24-17. And he knows what that means. So, you know, just got to get a little jab in when you can. Yeah, as, as all Husker fans do. 
Mm-hmm. You can see it on Twitter every day if you're curious. Uh, but yeah, so my Facts. summer, that was probably the, the biggest thing. And then also, I just came back from Colorado. Um, me and my family came went out to Westcliff, which is, I think, is about two hours outside, southwest of Colorado Springs, if I'm correct. It's out there in the middle of the valley. It's pretty cool. Um, it every every morning waking up, it looks like a picture with all the mountains, and you can see the mountains from the base all the way up. So, but yeah, I just seen some family, just hang hung out there for a couple of days, spent the weekend there, and otherwise it's working. So, and then also of course watching college baseball and as if I can, and then also uh, NASCAR sometimes. So. Uh, but yeah, it's been kind of good. So, um, we can use the college baseball and just roll right into it. Uh, college world series has been set officially starting on Friday. Um, I don't have the matchups pulled up, but, um, if anyone else does. Yeah. So Friday it's, uh, sorry, Charlie, uh, Friday it's a TCU versus Oral Roberts, uh, at 2 PM. And then the night game is um, Florida versus – oh, I forgot who it is. Virginia. Virginia, yep. That's the day one matchup at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about them Longhorns? What a, what a horrible way to lose. Hey, man, for the viewers, look at this. Horns down, baby. Yeah, um, horns down. Can't see it. There you go. But My mom is a huge Stanford <laughs> fan, and so I thought they are going to win it even though they were ahead. Texas started getting back there, and then they tied it. And uh, my mom, I, I don't know what happened there, but I just was looking on Twitter and I saw that they've just lost the ball and the lights shine too bright for them. And we know they lose the game. Yeah, those were two crazy games uh, or two of the three. Game two, Stanford pitcher throws 156 pitches in a win. That's and then nuts. game three, just losing completely, just, I don't know, lost it in the lights and that's how their season ends. But Stanford, I mean, they, uh, in the regionals, they hosted their regional. Uh, they actually lost to Texas A&M. So then they had to come back and beat them twice. And then same thing in the super regional, they lose game one to, uh, to Texas and then they win the next two. So I, for a few multiple times, I think a lot of people maybe thinking Stanford season going to end. Nope. Now they're going to Omaha. Now they got to play Wake Forest though. So I don't know how that'll go. How about that? How about that run for Oral Roberts? I mean, as a four seed, making it all the way, which is pretty impressive. So, I mean, good for them. And then also just kind of like the the teams that you expected, especially with Wake Forest, Florida, and LSU making it. So, I mean, should be exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you can bring up or on it? Blake, so you 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 go every year basically, right? So mm-hmm. do you know which games you're gonna go to yet, or I mean, it's just a few minutes away from your your house. Yeah, so. I, I I don't know for sure. It's kind of one of those things where like whatever my buddies are going to or my parents want to go to, I'm like, all right, they're go, we're going to that game. I kind of wanted to go to the uh, TCU or Roberts game, but damn, the tickets are already expensive, and I'm looking on Ticketmaster, and they aren't getting any cheaper, and so you kind of gotta wait till sort of the last second to buy your tickets, you know unless there's like one thing that you're really trying to plan out with friends. But um, I don't know, you know, last year I went to that first Ole Miss game and I think that was the best game of the tournament. I mean, it went to um, extra innings 
and the offense was fantastic. There was even some cool defensive moments. Um, but that was just the like the first night game of uh, the College of Series, and it was already great. Um, so I mean, there there's gonna be a lot of good ones. You know, there's probably gonna be a little few dud ones, but I mean, no no game right now is standing out that I want to go to uh, right now. So. Yeah, um, should be an interesting uh, tournament, or I mean, mm-hmm. College World Series. So the big names are there, but never know. Maybe Oral Roberts or TCU's pull something and they make it all the way. But we'll see in the next week or so. So overall, that's uh, pretty much it. Um, how about that softball news? News? Did you guys see that Jordan Ball coming back? Huge. Possibly when- hasn't been announced yet, but we're assuming unless she somehow pulls a. I don't know, a snake move and go to Creighton or Omaha, but it's most yeah, likely going to be Nebraska. So, um, no, nah, that's the wild thing about that is just it, it made even national news. And that's how you realize how big this thing is, is when it started making national news, not just local news, because, you know, here we have uh, the Omaha TV stuff and they'll obviously talk about Husker sports and, you know, whatever transfer somebody we get. But when you see it on ESPN scrolling at the bottom of the ticker that this person is transferring, we are in for uh, some awesomeness next year. I don't want to hate on our um, past pitcher, um, but I, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to instantly give a boost to our team. So, Yeah, this is a really, really good pitcher from Oklahoma who just came off of winning the national championship for softball. So, I mean, get them when you – I mean, you get them, so you can't really complain about it. Um, it hasn't been officially announced, but ESPN said it was Nebraska, so yeah. they must be right then, right? Yeah. So that's how everyone took it. But um, what would be next? Uh, we could talk about the new schedule release that came out last yep. week. Um, the Huskers, or the Big Ten actually in general, uh, announced or released their 2024 and 2025 football call, uh, conference schedule. Um, they have moved from – moved on from divisions and now are going to be the first 2024 will be the first season with 16 teams and no divisional format. And I think they're doing uh, their format as the protected rivals. So Nebraska only has one, but there's some teams that have three and our only protected rival is Iowa, which they're... makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I wish we had more. I wish we had like Wisconsin or Minnesota, but it's okay. I mean, it's going to be weird not playing Wisconsin in a uh, season for a long time, so I think ever after actually being in the Big Ten. So, uh, but yeah, uh, we can start off with 2024. We have our conference, our home games are against Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then our away games are against Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, Purdue, and UCLA. So we get we at least get to play one of the new teams in 2024. Unfortunately, it's on the road at the Rose Bowl, but We've talked about this before on this podcast, but UCLA doesn't really have a home home field advantage. So maybe this will – I mean, it even happened last time back in 2012 so or 2013, 2012 when we played them at the Rose Bowl. There was a lot of Husker fans there. But, I mean, that's the case with most away games for us. But um, what are your overall thoughts with 2024? Yeah, so uh, first I want to go to, like, the UCLA. Um Honestly, that feels right. I, I didn't realize this, but we've honestly played UCLA more than we've played a lot of these Big Ten teams, which is just kind of funny to think about, you know, over the course of our history. I can't 
think of it off the top of my head, but we have played UCLA a lot. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. That feels right. Um, but I do want to make a note, though. I mean, Iowa, they're the only team with three protected opponents. And yeah. I think they got all the ones that we were kind of shooting for. And I don't know if there's some politics behind it because Trev Albert said, again, I don't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but um, he made some comments about uh, kind of like the politics of trying to get certain opponents. And it, it just turned out that we get to keep one. I'm glad we get to keep Iowa. You know, I hate that they're a rival, but they are. Um, and it's good to keep that. And it's good to know that we'll be playing a uh, Minnesota and UCLA for at least two seasons. I like those games, you know, UCLA to me, while we could easily lose the game, we could easily go in and lose a game to UCLA. I just don't feel them as like intimidating. I I've always liked UCLA. Like I've, they haven't been a team that I've just hated. And so going up against them, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it when we lose to them. Like I hate a Wisconsin or Minnesota or Illinois, you know, and you look at it and you're like, oh, Illinois is not doing crap the rest of the year, and we lost and we lost to them. But with UCLA, you know, I I just don't feel that same way towards them. But yeah, Charlie, what do you and think? then also to uh, keep in mind before Charlie goes here, our non-con uh, schedule is week one. We take on UTEP at home. Actually, preface this: all non-con games are at home. We have UTEP week one, week two. We have Colorado at home, and then week three we have Northern Iowa. And then they haven't like set the conference dates, but they have um, all the schedules. So yeah, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Just, just looking at the schedule for me, it's just really weird seeing UCLA and USC there, just teams in California. I honestly didn't think this was going to happen, but it's just going to be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Blake. I feel like UCLA, I don't really see them as much of a threat. I know they've had some good teams in the past, but it's, I don't know. They're not never really like a powerhouse. I know they've had, like I said, really good teams, but, USC, on the other hand, you know, with Lincoln Riley there, they should have a good team. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting uh, to see how it goes. 2024 schedule, though, non-conference playing Colorado at home after we play them this year. I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, None of us, I don't think, are high on Colorado. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's just I don't think any Nebraska fans really are, but what would we say, like three and nine? It was our prediction or something when we were doing that. Yeah, uh, we were like in between four and eight and three and nine. So, yeah. But then I think because we had an, another few Pac-12 teams there and then we just threw Colorado in the bottom tier, <laughs> I remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see if that's going to end up being a tough game. Can't really say yet. And then just, yeah, the usual opponents, I think, will be uh, on the road again when we play Iowa uh, that year. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but we were looking – uh, I guess we, we'll kind of talk uh, a little bit about the following year, but we were saying 2025 definitely looked like a much tougher uh, schedule than 2024. Yeah, we can get yeah. right into that. Yeah. yeah. How about this schedule? Okay, non-con, I know we go on the road to Cincinnati. Here, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, yeah, so 2025, week one, we are at home against Akron. I mean, it's Akron. But then week two – or I don't know if this is set, but I'm not saying week one or week two, but uh, they have it set up to where we play somebody else week one, I'm pretty sure. But um, the next game is at Cincinnati. And then currently in the middle of October, this is set to change, but then we have Louisiana Monroe. But at on the road on, to Cincinnati. And then our conference schedule, they announced uh, 
home home games are against Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, and UCLA. And then our away games, get ready, Maryland, Minnesota, Ohio State, and USC. That's rough. That is a tough schedule. That's you know, some Husker fans were saying, all right, bring on the competition, wanted to see us tested against good teams. But here's the thing. You know, after so many losing seasons, you know, after us getting beat by, you know, we we played decent against Ohio State one year and then we get demolished the next year. Honestly, I want cakewalk schedules. That's just what I want. I'm going to be honest. I don't care about playing the big games, you know, as long as we look good. In my opinion, that that's at least how I feel. But, again, it's set in stone. There's nothing we can do about it, so we just got to take the challenge what it is. It's going to be interesting, though, because Maryland is one of those teams where, yeah, they're on the rise. This year is going to be a huge year, I think, for the program to really be like, all right, are they going to be a good team? Are they going to be a contender or not? I personally don't think they will. But, you know, in the future, in 2025, that's still, you know, two, two, uh, two years away. So, I mean, what's the state of that program going to be like? And who could fall off? Could, it, could Ohio State fall off? Could a Michigan fall off? Could a USC fall off? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't think that all those teams will be – exactly competitive because the one thing I think you're going to see from the past is teams that are joining new conferences will kind of dilute themselves and not necessarily be, you know, the top competing teams. I think there is going to be a little bit of a difference um, with USC and UCLA. Like I think USC will still be good, but to me now with just so many changes, I just feel like that's just too much of an adjustment for some of these teams, but that's just me. I'd like our schedule Give or take, there are very some tough, very tough games. I mean, we have to play Michigan, Ohio State, USC, and UCLA all in the same year. And on top of that, going on the road to Cincinnati, I don't care. Cincinnati, who knows what they're going to look like in three years? I mean, they're going to be in the Big Twelve. Would be their third third year in the Big Twelve. So who knows what they look like? And then on top of it, USC, like you said, Blake, I think they're going to be pretty good. I mean, it's USC. As long as they still have Lincoln Riley, I think they're going to be pretty good. And they'll have, uh, if Malachi Nelson is still on at the program, they'll have him still or who, who knows at this point. But I actually like it. I mean, we get we get to assert ourselves out into that West Coast market. Business-wise, this schedule is really good. And I even think by it's year three for Matt Rule, this could be – a very interesting season where we could easily go nine and three or higher up. Who knows what we're going to look like, but I mean, it's a really good test and we're going to have to play USC at some point. I mean, they're joining the conference, so I don't mind it that it's in the second season of them being in the conference. So it lets, you know, at least we get to play UCLA. We, the first year, but I'm glad we don't have to play USC next, uh, next season. So, but overall, I'm actually really, happy with the schedule um it should it's interesting and i'm a lot of people are expecting this going to be like one of the toughest schedules in the country maybe even the best the most toughest schedule in the country so but yeah uh charlie if you have, have you said anything on the 2025 well yeah just uh kind of going off what you guys said and you know we don't really know where a lot of these teams are going to be like will minnesota have a better team if they're better that'll be a tough road game uh, Maryland, I don't know if they're going to be good, but it's on the road. So I don't know. A lot of these teams will just have to see how, how they're doing. But just looking at the schedule right now, it's definitely that Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA, all four of those in the conference. So 
And because we don't even play Michigan and Ohio State uh, every year now. So just seeing all four of those teams uh, definitely could be a tough schedule. But overall, you know, we'll see where Nebraska is as a program. That'll be third year for Matt Rule. Uh, so, yeah, just excited to see what happens. I was going to say, this is, this is the first time since, like, back when we joined the conference, will be the first time we played Michigan and Ohio State in the same season. So I think the last time that happened was, I believe, 2012. So that says a lot. Um, and then, I mean, then, you know, like the divisions were changed after that. But, I mean. Good old, good old back then legends and leaders. I, I don't understand. I seen this on Twitter earlier uh, earlier today. Big Game Boomer is not a, was not a fan of legends and leaders. I think it was cool. I, mean, I it was thought it was idea. cool. Like I, I thought it was a cool, unique name for it. Don't just name it East and West or some dumb thing like that. Kind of it is now, you know. Like I, I understand I like... now East and West because you got to have them in the same divisions, like yeah. regional wise. But I didn't hate the legends and leaders. They only had it for oh. three years, anyways. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So why, why does it matter now? I mean, so I mean, who knows? But I mean, you know, big game boomer. He's got to be disgruntled about something. So what do you I think of his? What did you think of his post yesterday saying uh, he, he was comparing Nebraska fans to Tennessee fans, right? I think that's a fair, fair comparison. Yeah, I, I, I think it's completely fair. Like, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but like a lot of the things that you see the Tennessee fans do on Twitter is like a lot of the same stuff Husker fans do. You think and... Nebraska fans would throw mustard and golf balls on the field? No, I do not no. think they'll do that. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. Definitely, even though we threw crap on the field last year. But that was, was the students. So. I think w- what he got from that was, like, both very loyal fan bases, like, mm-hmm. you know, the six and six seasons, or even worse, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, very tenured the, fans. Ter- yeah, just still, you know, a lot of, you know, fans show up every game. Uh, t- uh, teams that are still reliving the past, basically. Yeah. That's what's going and on And that, right too, now. probably, yeah. At least Tennessee, though, has been good, at least recently. So, or I mean, like a winning season in the last six seasons. So, such a low bar, bar. Yeah. But overall, I mean, looking forward to the season in general. I mean, it, we're almost there. We're only like 70 something days away. So, I mean, it's unfortunately, we don't get a home game until week three. Oh, so. Yeah, that's that's gonna suck. And you know, once school starts and everything gets ramped up, and you you want to have those home games to kind of just you know be like take your mind off of the regular stuff of school. But now we have to wait a little while. So yeah, we'll be almost a month into school, by the way. So uh, before that puts we, things uh, in perspective. Game. Yeah, but um, yeah, we, I mean, we we can take a break here and then we can come back and uh, start looking over uh, game by game analysis of the Big Ten. Um, So yeah, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to The Last Take. Uh, We're going to hop right in to... uh, Game by game, or like analysis or in predictions, if we want to, of the Big Ten 2023 season. Um, yeah, so just a preface, we'll just go individually by team by team and look at their schedule. What we think they're, I mean, we could say what they're, what you guys think of their ceiling or their floor or regardless. So, yeah, uh, we can start with Minnesota since they're on the top. So, uh, week one, 
They take on Nebraska Thursday night home game. Um, as a Husker fan, I don't like it, but um, I'm scared yeah, of that. It sucks for Matt Rule starting off his career at, at Nebraska on the road on a Thursday night. Uh, and then the week two, they take on Minnesota, or, geez, Eastern Michigan at home. And then week three is a very interesting game. They go on the road and take on Drake May in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, and then so we could just start with there. Um, here's the rest of your schedule. I'm not going to go like every single game here, but I mean, overall, I mean, it's an interesting schedule for them. There's a lot of tough games on here for them, especially. So um, yeah, whoever wants to go first, you can. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, some games in there. I think the start of the start of the season there, I think they could win a few there to start. Uh, I think Dylan and I at least have both said, uh, or I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know if you said this, but you know, Picking Minnesota, I, I think Minnesota is going to win that game. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, that's just a tough start on the road that Thursday night. Uh, and yeah. I don't know, Minnesota, they always just have, you know, a really competitive team there. P.J. Fleck, uh, good head coach. Um, he's just, you know, I, I honestly thought that the program would be a little bit better, but the Big Ten's a tough conference. So we'll see what they do. Uh, then Eastern Michigan at home. Uh, on the road at North Carolina is a tough game. And then, you know, but other than that, I think the first five uh, games there could definitely get some wins there. But as you as you look later in the season, there's a few games that are just, you know, Michigan, tough game on the road at Iowa. That's going to be a tough game uh, on the road at Purdue. And then you finish with Ohio State and Wisconsin. So uh, tough to say what they'll I think we we put them, I think, in the average when we were doing our uh, tier list or something like that so uh, I think that know. I think we said for that is like eight and four I'm pretty sure so eight seven and five eight and four I think yeah. that's what it was I can easily see that happening I mean I agree with you Charlie I've always said this Nebraska's not winning week one it's unfortunate but I don't like PJ Fleck but he I can't deny he is a very good coach and um but I mean maybe Nebraska shocks us but I, I can't see us winning that week one. East, I think they at least get a win against Eastern Michigan. North Carolina on the road is going to be really rough for them. And then I'm sure they'll beat Louisiana. But, yeah, like you said, Charlie, the first five games, I could easily see them being 4-1, and one, maybe even shocking people being 5-0. and oh, So Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all if they started 5-0. and oh. But then after that, you got some tough games. You got a brutal stretch of games with – at least you get Michigan at home. That still, it's Michigan on the road to Iowa. You get Michigan State at home and Illinois at home. But then you have Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin end of the year. That is a rough stretch of games. So I can't can't really expect them to, you know, go undefeated. Obviously, so I definitely see my original prediction was seven to five, eight and four. I can definitely see those. Um, Blake, you have any yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the first five games, you know, like it could be easy. I like him. I like saying they could go five and zero to it, but I just don't know what winning streak they could go on. Like, I think they'll win that first game. I think they'll win the second game, but that North Carolina game is kind of just a hindrance of that streak right there. Um, I honestly think that'd be a 50, 50 game. I don't think North Carolina will be anything fantastic, but with Minnesota and quite a few other big 10 teams, it's just hard to get set on like a good, how many wins, how many losses they are going to have? Like, could they be nine and three? Um, or going to be um, eight and four, seven and five. 
I don't know. I just feel like, you know, they could start off um, winning the first two games and then it's kind of just like where they pick off a win uh, every other week or something like that, you know, or maybe get two in a row with Michigan State and Illinois. Um, but other than that, I don't know. It, it's tough to end it. Very favorable beginning of part of the year, but um, I, I think a seven and five is very reasonable for them. Um, I think they'll be, ve- I think they'll be very competitive, but will the competitiveness show on the record or not? I don't know. Okay. Um, do we want to do predictions or we can just leave it at that? Uh, I, I'd say we could leave it on that a little bit more open. Yeah. Yeah. Tough okay. to make predictions right now. Yeah. Yeah. We can leave that for, you know, when the season's about to start. So, yep. um, yeah, next I just go down the list, Nebraska. We've probably talked about this like a thousand times, but like, like the team passed, we, we open on the road at Minnesota and then week two, we're in Boulder to take on Deion Sanders and the Jackson state uh, Buffaloes. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's going to be, Colorado a, it's going to be a great first win on the season right there. Since you're just talking very about the Minnesota nice. game. Uh, big noon kickoff for that one. Uh, 10 a.m. kickoff really favors us. I love that. That is not a night game because that could really, really mess us up for a night game. But I like the 10 a.m. kickoff. And then we are back at home for three straight weeks. We take on NIU, uh, Louisiana Tech, and Michigan at home. Uh, very interesting. And then we have a Friday night game against Illinois. It says Saturday, but it's Friday night. They have moved it. I don't like that. And then we have the bye week, and then we go on our stretch of games where we take on our usual opponents other than Michigan State and Maryland. So, um, yeah, what are your overall thoughts on this? Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Uh, I think this could be a redemption. You're getting back some wins from last year, like in Illinois, Purdue. Um, Especially Northwestern. West- yeah, Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I never like to count Northwestern out. You know, last year I did because I just thought we would breeze away with the win. But after last year, you know, it, it kind of is a little bit of like a PTSD type thing where like – you want to write them off, but then, you know, Northwestern sneaks by with like four wins in a year. I don't know. I don't think they'll yeah, be but as bad it as is last on, year. It is also on U.S. soil. So yes. that should help yes. us. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Scott doesn't come to the game drunk. Well, uh, we won't, we won't have that issue this time. Anyways, um, I don't know. You know, past that Minnesota game, very winnable stretch of games, obviously. Michigan going to be tough. I don't think we'll get – destroyed like last year um definitely just see the competitiveness overall i think you'll kind of see a lot of like your Bo polini type scores where like a northern illinois louisiana tech you see a high scoring and then you get to your michigan illinois games and they're very low scoring that's kind of like how that era was where you know we could blow up on offense against the northern illinois louisiana tech but then once we played the harder michigan illinois games it was just became a defensive stand and i really like nebraska's defense going into, the, into this year and I think that that'll honestly save us in a few games, um, especially against like an Illinois or Purdue or like, or even a Maryland. I, I think Purdue and Maryland are the two teams where like maybe the offense is like one of those things where like it starts inching down the field, inching down the field. And then that one crucial stop is what gets you kind of like, you know, the one score lead or whatever, or two score lead. Yeah. A lot of these games are a little interesting because we don't know what these teams are going to look like. We already know what Michigan's going to look like. They return about everybody. 
that they originally had there on the roster last year, say for Caden Matt McNamara, who's now on Iowa. But Michigan still has Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. So that game has been circled on the calendar, I'm sure. This is a huge game. Um, kind of backing up a couple of weeks, uh, Northern Illinois, our first home game. It is a night game, which is a fantastic move for uh, by the uh, scheduling crew. I mean, perfect. Matt Roll's first home game has to be a night game. And, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, Scott Frost was his first home game was going to be a night game until, you know, Akron did something, uh, changed the weather and made it rain so they didn't get blown out. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, like you said, Blake, Michigan and Illinois is going to be a very interesting stretch of get, uh, two games there. Um, I don't expect us to beat Michigan. I think we'll see some glimpses of the 2021 matchup at home when we almost beat them, but I don't think it'll be as close as it was in 2021. This Michigan mm-hmm. team has gotten better. So I, J.J. McCarthy is a Heisman candidate, so it's going to be a very tough game for us. Illinois, again, another really tough game on the road Friday night. I think the last time we played them on a Friday night, we won, but we only won because we came back, and Wanda Robinson is a god. Um, and then the bye week, and then your, like I said, original stretch of games that we're used to, Northwestern, Purdue, only the teams that we're not used to playing every year is Michigan State and Maryland. But I think these are definitely winnable games, especially that final stretch of uh, six games. So other than Wisconsin, I'm not very – I'm not high on Wisconsin, but I'm not high on us winning that game. So I I can easily see – I think a bowl game is for sure. There's enough winnable games on the schedule where we should, we should be in bowl eligibility. But who knows? we got to flip some of these losses, though, that we've had in the past few years. So – um yeah go ahead charlie if you have anything yeah so just looking at this i think michigan and minnesota those are games i'm not confident at all in the first six uh and then after that i would say yeah wisconsin i think that's going to be a tough one as well uh but then you look at those games i think that the games that are really going to decide you know how many the the games that are really going to be big factors here that i'm looking at are illinois purdue michigan state and iowa uh, I think those games, you know, you got to win those games because last year you lose to Illinois, you lose to Purdue. Uh, they beat Iowa last year. But, uh, yeah, I think just – I think I don't know how many of those teams we had ahead of Nebraska when we did our uh, tier list the, a few weeks ago. So it's going to be I interesting. Believe, I think we're all in the same category, I'm pretty sure, except for Purdue. Purdue was in 5-7-4-9. So I think oh, Michigan they, so State – they were below us. Us – Michigan State, Maryland, and I, I think Iowa was in the good, but um, since I think yeah, Iowa was above us, we could get into we'll get to them later. But I think yeah. they're one of the better teams in the West. So um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. You just you got to win those games at Illinois. I don't know. You know, if you get through those first six and you're let's just say they're three and three, that means you got to win at least three there in the last six to uh, go bowl eligible. And I think. At that point, you know, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, I mean, those are all winnable games as well as Iowa. So I think you're in a good spot, even if you're sitting at three and three there at the midway point. Um, I would just say, you know, going on the road to Wisconsin is really the only game that I that, you know, could say right now. I don't really think they're going to win. But other than that, 
we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I was originally saying my, my prediction, I think, was six and six originally. Now, just as I continue to look at the schedule, I think, you know, they could win seven games. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just not not as tough of a schedule as what we were at, what we were just looking at either. So that's uh, that also is uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think a couple of weeks ago I said eight and four. I'm kind of at that seven five and eight and four. I think our ceiling is easily like ten and two. I, I just we can't beat Wisconsin on the road. We haven't done it since the seventies. And Michigan, it's Michigan. I don't really see us winning that. But overall, I mean, I like our schedule. It's pretty self-explanatory, and it's on the easier side than the past few years. So um, can't hate it. So we can move on to the next team. Is team we've talked about a few times already, Illinois. Illinois starts off their year against Toledo, and then they also go on the road to Kansas, and then they – go straight into big time play right there. They take on Penn state who they somehow beat last year. And I don't know how many overtimes like six and then their final um, non-con is FAU and then go, and then they can uh, really start their uh, conference schedule and take on Purdue, Nebraska, Maryland, Wisconsin. And then I believe their their two East division are Penn state and Indiana. So um, yeah. Everyone's go first. Yeah, it yeah. looks, uh, you know, at first I was looking, it looked like kind of a tough schedule here. They got, I don't know. I mean, Kansas, I don't think they had a good start to last year. I don't know what's going to happen this year with them. Uh, I think that head coach, you know, he was at one point, I, it wasn't really serious, but we were saying there, I think there were some Nebraska fans that were even, or not Nebraska fans, but he was being listed as a candidate. Yeah. Uh, Lance Leipold. Yep. Yeah. The head coach there, but, He's sticking well, around. We didn't there. hire him. Yeah, yeah, he's sticking it, sticking around in Kansas there. So I don't know. Uh, then they got Penn State at home, really tough game. Penn State, I think we had some of us even picked him to finish second, maybe in the Big Ten. So they're I a think tough Penn team. State easily could pop somehow win the East. I definitely could yeah. see it happening. This is probably the yeah. best Penn State team we'll see in a. In the, at least in the past few years since Saquon probably so they'll uh they'll have a good team uh and then yeah you finish you know uh finish non-conference play there with uh Florida Atlantic and then you get into conference play uh yeah I mean on the road at Purdue gonna be a tough one uh we'll see if uh I don't know if Maryland yeah Maryland on the road as well and then you go down Minnesota on the road looks like some of the uh I guess they do get Wisconsin at home and Northwestern should win that. I'm pretty confident in saying that other than that though, a lot of these games I could really see going either way with Illinois. We just, we had them right in the middle, uh, same category as Nebraska. So, uh, you know, they could, I could see them winning six games, but at the same time, you know, it could be worse than that if they lose some close games uh, you know, if they lose to Nebraska, if they lose to Maryland, Minnesota, Indiana's a rivalry game. They could lose that. I think they did lose to him last year, I want to say. Uh, so maybe the, maybe not. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, tough to say with Illinois, but probably right in the same uh, conversation, you know, around the same as Nebraska, I would say, would be where I would predict right now. Yeah, I don't think they're – I think Nebraska's going to do better than Illinois this year. Uh, Illinois lost their entire offense, a.k.a. Chase Brown. 
and he's gone. I just I, I don't really see Illinois. I think they could get into bowl eligibility, but they're gonna have a tough time. The schedule is not really easy, in my opinion. Still, I don't care how bad Kansas is, but they're coming. But they still have uh, Daniels and I, I or Bean. I mean, so they have Bean, and he's shown he was pretty good. I mean, he almost led them to beat TCU last year, but it's still on the road. That's a tough game. Penn State, they're not winning. FAU might be a little interesting. They have a new quarterback, um, uh, Thompson, Casey Thompson. Um, you know that name. Yes, I do. And then Purdue, not a gimme. Nebraska, not a gimme. Maryland, not a gimme. Wisconsin, they might not. I don't think they want to win that. Minnesota, not a gimme. Indiana, that's a win. And then Northwestern's a win. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a tough schedule. But I, I can see them getting six wins probably. Yeah, I realistically, see about, I see like four four guaranteed wins and or not guaranteed, but like I'd say four for sure I'm wins. I can't be confident in picking, and they could win another one or two. So maybe they could go six and six. I don't know. We'll have to see. Illinois is so odd for me because like they just exist. You know, they're just a team that I just you know they're obviously just a Big Ten legacy team, but it's like. I don't know what 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 team are we gonna get? You know, last year's defense was fantastic, but can they play up to that level last year? I think their defense will still be solid, but what is their they offense going to do? Lost a few guys do? to the NFL too, so yeah. What is their offense going to do? I just I really don't know. There, I, Illinois, I think is one of the hardest teams to predict because, like, you know, as much as I want to throw in the conversation for a team like we'll go to next, like Wisconsin, you know, I I want to point it out there that they are not guaranteed success. Um, Illinois is one of those teams, you know, like you were saying, Charlie, four wins. I I think I could see it four or five wins, uh, barely getting to bowl eligible, you know, with six. Um, but there's got to be some losers for, for the teams here. And I think with the more competitive Nebraska team is where you start to see like an Illinois fall back a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. I, I just – I definitely think Illinois is one of the hardest teams to predict right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can just move on. I mean, it's probably self-explanatory. They're going to go like mm-hmm. a few wins. But um, this is a very interesting team, interesting team to predict. There's a lot of people saying they're going to be really, really good easily. I think they'll win the West, but this team could either go really bad. This could go really bad or really, really good. So, I mean, schedule-wise, it's pretty self-explanatory. They got a home game against Buffalo. I do circle that Washington State game. Yes, it is big on the, circle it is in Pullman. One. It is in Pullman, so who knows what's going to happen there? Georgia Southern can't take them lightly. We are we've learned that. And then you got on the road to Purdue. I mean, Wisconsin probably should win that, but who knows? It's Big Ten West play. And then you got Rutgers, Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State. I'm sure Wisconsin fans are circling that one because that could easily be two undefeated teams going in. Then you, and then you finish off with Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota as the usual suspects with those last three games. This should be very interesting. I'm seeing about at least nine wins, realistically about nine wins. They could push to 11. I I say their ceiling is probably only 11, is 11 wins. I don't think they're going to be Ohio State. But, I mean, I could easily see nine wins here. Yeah, you know – 
I don't want to just for a while there on the podcast, you know, I, I you know, always want to bring in a question, you know, I don't want to just assume that their ceiling is going to be undefeated just because I don't just see that happening out of a Wisconsin team. I, I think that the, this year will be a good year for them. Honestly. Um, I don't want to get too far down the line in the future, but I, I think that they'll struggle with some more games that you would have thought would be guaranteed ones. Um, there, I could see a Nebraska scenario playing out, not to be like that level of bad, but, you know, just kind of like stooping down to the level of some of the teams they wouldn't normally stoop down to and lose some of those close games. You know, I brought that up. I think one of our last episodes was, I don't think Wisconsin is guaranteed some of those close big 10 games that they were getting by with. I think that they could end up losing some. Now, do I think that they'll lose, you know, end the year with a loss to, uh, Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. No, they'll they'll get some wins out of those. Um, but I think nine and three is a fair compare, fair uh, shot for them. Um, but you know, I I just can't deny that they just do have talent on their team. And you know, will we actually see it come out? You know, them be a, a fantastic team. I don't know. That's still yet to be done. But I I think nine and three is the best shot. But I do think that they'll they'll win our side the West. I was to say, it's going to be really interesting to see a Wisconsin team be a pass-heavy team. It's going to be really weird to see that. It's going to so, be very different from, yeah, what we've seen. What we're used uh, to, which is Wisconsin getting 200 rushing yards against us every year. It's what it feels like every time we play them. So, And it, yeah. and it might not work out because I just think with, like, you know, think of, like, uh, Scott F's offense. You know, we started passing a lot more in there compared to what we were doing uh, before with – um, Mike Riley, you know, Pelini, Mike Riley, where we're doing a lot of the past stuff. I mean, doing more of the run stuff. And then now, you know, you saw my Scott Frost era where, yeah, you had some of those fancy passes and stuff like that, but will it That's actually work option out? offense? Yeah. I don't know if it, it necessarily is guaranteed to work out for Wisconsin. I think there'd be some growing pains with that, especially with Nebraska turning into a more run team. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know, because like just kind of the point I'm going to is like, is this Wisconsin kind of like the thing where like Scott F said, we're like, you know, the big 10 will have to adapt to us or is Luke fickle going to have to adapt? Is he going to, is he going to think he can bring in his offense and run that style when in actuality he can't, I don't know. I'm just saying, I mean, major like heavy pass teams don't work in the big 10 West. We've seen it. I mean, Purdue is the only one that's been able to do anything with it because they made it to the big 10 championship last year, but last year, the Big Ten West was a crap show. It yeah. was con- it was just a fight. We're all it was a dog fight the entire year. I, it, it was this, and Purdue was the only pass heavy team in the Big Ten West for the past five years. I mean Nebraska, I guess a little bit, but I mean, and then Purdue. I mean, they got a bunch of yards, but did did they win a lot of games? No. So I mean, they got at most eight wins every single year. So I mean. We'll see. I don't. I don't. I, I think there's going to be some growing pains, but I think this year, their first year, is probably going to be their best year in the first like three seasons. I think because yes, they got a that's lot of exactly, talent already. Yes, they have Tanner Mordecai coming in. He's a very good quarterback from a very pass-heavy team down at SMU. They still have Braylon Allen. He's one of the best running backs in the country. They they have plenty of talent. I think that's going to kind of when they all leave in the next year or two. I think it's going to. It's going to be some growing pains for Wisconsin, but I definitely see them at least winning the division this year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I also look at that Washington State game. They lost to Washington State at home last year. So I think they'll uh, 
I'll pick them to get revenge this year, just looking at that one. I don't think Washington State is going to be quite as good. They weren't a great team last year, but they uh, I think they almost beat Oregon. They blew a, a lead there late. Uh, and they Charlie had, Ward kind of doing his thing yeah. with turning the ball over. So yeah, they I mean they were I think you know they had some good some good wins last year. I don't think they'll be quite as good this year. They still could go six and six, make a bowl game. But I, yeah, I think Wisconsin will win that. Uh, start of the season definitely could uh, I think they're going to get quite a few wins in there. Uh, but you know up until that Ohio State game, you look at the first eight games. I think. I could see them, you know, seven and one going into that uh, Ohio State game there. They could lose more than that. You know, you look at Iowa, Illinois, Purdue. Those are tough games. Could maybe be on the wrong side of one of those. Uh, And then Ohio State. Yeah, I don't think they'll win there. Uh, Indiana, I think they'll win Northwestern. And then, you know, they, you know, Minnesota on the road to end. I don't know how that will go. Uh, So, yeah, I think maybe nine and three um, just lose you know i think they'll probably lose to ohio state and then you know one or two others as well just realistically you know i think there's just going to be a lot of close games again in the big 10 west so i definitely think they'll be on the wrong side of at least one or two of those uh before we move on i think one kind of thing that just sticks out to me is like what could equal success for these teams is who can get on a winning streak and not just have to like win one game or win two games in a row and then lose the next one. You know, I, I think if this Wisconsin team gets streak heavy with wins, then then they're more guaranteed success. I just think whoever can find that good balance of winning four games, five games um, in a row, that's who's going to uh, sneak out on top and just have that more guaranteed success. OK, next one. <laughs> Northwestern, yep. a team that went one and 11 last year, their only win. Is in Ireland against the good old Huskers and Scott F. And uh, yeah, so this team, I don't know if they got any better. Uh, they, I think they still have Evan Hole, so I guess there's that. But um, I don't know how to feel about this Northwestern team. I think is mo at most is about four or five wins, maybe. But who knows? So I think they still have uh, their quarterback from last year. We saw him so against Northwestern when we played him in Ireland. So we'll see. But yeah, I at most four or five wins at most. Yeah, I would say probably. Yeah, I'd say four wins at most. You look, I, th- I think they'll beat UTEP and I think they'll beat Howard. Um, I think, they could beat I think there's our only two. I, I think that's their only two guaranteed wins right there. Yeah, I mean, Maryland will struggle home, which probably. I don't know how much of a home, you know. They're they're building a new stadium though, aren't they? That's going to be done yeah. in a couple of years. So that's about going to be a thirty thousand capacity stadium. So it fits Northwest. Well, they're not what's a their, What is it right now? Fifty. Got to be. Oh really? Yeah. For not fifty, maybe like be forty five. It's it's K. Get, it's getting built like a lot of like the modern MLS soccer stadiums. Or that's what I I saw that I was like yeah, they don't have like, a soccer stadium. Which is cool. I like I like a lot of MLS stadiums, so I think it works out well. Especially, you know, don't necessarily have to have all those empty seats with the fifty thousand. So you kind of trim down to more your size. But anyways, besides the point, go back, Charlie. Yeah, no, I think yeah, four wins at most. They could uh, they could beat Maryland at home. They could beat uh, who else is there? I don't know. I mean, Purdue. We I don't think Purdue is going to be that good. They could that could be a close game. I don't honestly. I don't think they'll win that either. So. If I had to predict right now, I would say three and nine, just looking at the schedule. But uh, give them give them one conference win, and then uh, 
couple wins in non-conference as well. But yeah, I uh, just don't really think that Northwestern is a very good team right now. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that. I don't think they'll be as bad as last year. Um, I think that they'll get, you know, kind of like a maybe surprising win over like a Minnesota or go down the line like a Maryland. Um, I mean, I could also see them beating Rutgers. Rutgers yeah, I mean, yeah, either, Rutgers so. is, is one of those competitive games they can have. I, I don't think that they're just – I think they'll at least take a little bit of a step up from last year. Just knowing Northwestern, they got to have some decent year in there somewhere, and decent by their standards maybe four wins. I don't know, but it can't be as bad as last year. I, I just don't see that happening again. Uh, we can, Before we move on to – I definitely think this could possibly be Pat Fitzgerald's last year at Northwestern. They might move on from him coming into 2024 because, you know, got new coaches coming in. I mean, in 2024, we're going to have a heck of a amount of good coaches in the Big Ten. You got Matt Rule, you got uh, shoot uh, Lincoln Riley, you have Chip Kelly, you have all these good coaches. Um, Luke Fickle, I mean, a bunch of new coaches. I definitely think Northwestern is going to try to join into that trend. They might not fire him or move on from him until they have a new stadium too. I think there's a lot of people saying they're just going to keep them until their new stadium is built and then they'll move on, but who knows? But yeah, so we'll move on to Purdue who also has a new coach. They have Illinois uh, defensive coordinator last year. Like the name's on the top of my head. I just can't think of it. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting schedule. I think uh, this is not easy either. I believe Fresno state's not a gimme. I don't care. They lost Jay Kaner. That's still Fresno State, still decent, but I think Purdue probably should win that. Virginia Tech, not easy. Syracuse, not easy. Wisconsin, not easy. I mean, all these games are not easy. We still have Ohio State on the schedule. They still have to play Michigan. This is a tough schedule, in my opinion. Um, I suppose it's probably I, my well, prediction here. I suppose if they win four games, uh, or if they've won four games going into those last two games of the season, they would probably feel pretty confident about making a bowl game there. But yeah, so if they can ahead. limp, they can limp out of there with four wins. I definitely see. I can see them making a bowl game. So, but again, you got to get four wins by then. So it's not going to be an easy task, especially turning from a more offensive system to a very heavily defensive sided. Uh, team so and they lost a decent amount so especially losing their two best offensive players with O'Connell and uh, Charlie Jones so that won't help but uh, yeah go ahead whoever wants to go next yeah you know I just think this team is going to take a pretty big step back from last year just because we haven't seen really anything from them on an offseason not like you know as a Husker fan you look for news in the offseason you're going to find news because you know our oh, yeah. I forgot forward. to mention this too. They do get, they did pick up Hudson Card from Texas. Hudson Card, okay. their new quarterback. So that is pretty. That's a that's pretty decent. I, I'd say um, he's he certainly exists. Um, but I I just last year, you know, obviously making it to Big Ten championship. Should they really have made it? Nah, just because how poopy the Big Ten West was last year. But um, I see them. I could see them uh, winning the first three games and kind of just their season dismantling from there. Um, you know, they like could be one of the teams where they just show up strong at the beginning of the year, you know, sneak by Fresno state, maybe get a convincing win over Virginia tech. 
I don't think Syracuse will be as good. You know, we have the D coordinator, obviously, with Tony White. So um, I don't think they'll be as strong or competitive. Um, but going down into Wisconsin, that's where you start to be like, oh, crap, you probably have a stinker against maybe Wisconsin or something like that. And then just the season unravels from there because you got to go Illinois, Iowa, and Ohio State. And those are games that, you know, their opponents can win. But I think that they'll definitely take a step back. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. That stretch of games, that stretch of six games, seven games, that is a rough stretch. Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan, and Minnesota. What a stretch of games. There's a bye week, thankfully, for them in, in between that. But it's not going to be easy going from getting probably most likely destroyed by Ohio State, getting, I guess, a week off, but then having to go into Lincoln on homecoming weekend mm-hmm. for the Huskers. That's not going to be easy. So, I mean, no game at uh, Memorial is easy. So, And I think we're due for a win against them. Um, so We haven't got one in a while. I think last year was our – closest chance we've gotten although the year before that remember 2021 we could have also won that game too but true there's it, um, it's, it's always a competitive game because most of the time those are high scoring games because yes. defenses don't exist when you play purdue i mean the pat in the past i guess so i mean who knows i definitely think virginia tech's not gonna be easy either i mean going on the road i mean that's a tough environment to play in so I don't care how bad Virginia Tech is. Uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and they'll probably win that, and then they'll beat Syracuse. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Blake. That's going to be – their season's definitely going to unravel after Syracuse. So, so The first three games are really what's going to probably – that first four, I because I, I want to break this down a little bit of a chunk. I think the first four games there are just what's going to define this season and if they can get out two and four – um, two and two there – or are they going to get out there, you know, three and one in there? That, that, that Those first four games are what's going to set the tone of the rest of the year. Yeah, I think first four, I'd say my prediction there would be maybe a two and two start going on the road to Virginia Tech. I think that's going to be a really tough game. Virginia Tech isn't going to be that good, but it's just really tough place to play. It's their, you know, first road game of the year. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. And then after that, uh, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska, Michigan, Minnesota. I mean, I think I, I, I honestly I would say all six of those teams are gonna are better than Purdue. So I would pick, you know, I would pick probably them to lose all of those. Just, you know, maybe, maybe they could win one, but uh after a two and two start, you know, that would put them going into those last two games, you'd still only have two wins. So it's just it's gonna be tough. I guess they probably have to win two of those if they wanted to make a bowl game, and I just don't know. Uh, I could, I think any of the those six, seven games, I think Minnesota, they could sneak one, and Illinois probably, or even Nebraska, I guess, too. So, yeah, I think Nebraska they could win, but that's on the road. And then you know maybe if it was at home, I would pick Purdue, but I don't, I don't think they'll win there. And then Minnesota, maybe since it is at home, but I just think Minnesota is going to be a much better team than Purdue this year. So. Right now, I'd pick them to lose those games and finish off with two wins. But overall, probably uh, just maybe four wins, maybe five. But uh, definitely not gonna not expecting to see the Boilermakers in the Big Ten championship this year. Yeah. All right. So we can move on to finish off Big Ten West. 
our neighbors next door. Got uh, another Mountain well, West team week one that's against a Big Ten team. I didn't know that yeah. was happening. Yeah, uh, Iowa rematches against Utah State. They played them last year, and that was a definitely a high-scoring game, definitely. So, you know how good Iowa's offense is. Then they got your usual week two matchup against Iowa State. Then you have Western Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Then they go on by week, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois. And finishing off on the road, Black Friday on CBS against Nebraska. Um, I definitely see this team being a lot better this year than they did last year. Offensively, they should be able to score more points. Will good old um, uh, Brian Ferentz get to his 25 points per game thing? I don't know, but I definitely see at least seven to eight wins here. I mean, the first three weeks, they could easily go into that Penn State game undefeated. Um, I don't know if they'll beat Iowa State but I don't know how good Iowa State's going to be this year because there's a lot of questions within that program. So who knows? Seven, eight wins maybe. Maybe push to nine. I definitely yeah. think they finish second in the division, though. Yeah, I agree. I think eight wins. My prediction right now would probably be eight and four. Uh, just, you know, I think three and oh start is what uh, I would predict a three and oh start there. I don't think Iowa State – we didn't think Iowa State. We had them down in the – one of the bottom tiers during our big 12 tier list. Uh, just, I don't think they're going to have a great team. I mean, Matt Campbell's still there, good head coach, I think, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what, you know, what players they've added, if they're uh, supposed to be any good. I just think Iowa's going to be a better team this year. And then uh, they go to Penn state. I don't think they'll win that. Um, but you look first eight games there before the bye week I could see them, you know, going into the bye week maybe even seven and one there just you know they get minnesota at home oh i guess they go to wisconsin that'll be a tough one as well maybe six and two uh but after that uh northwestern rutgers illinois all winnable nebraska you know i who knows how that's going to go both teams are i think going to be better this year it's in lincoln so we'll i see. think it's going to be close yeah yeah i i think you know eight and four probably but definitely going to be a better team than last year i think yeah, with with that, I, I agree. I think I will look more cute this year. Um, I think with their offensive production, they'll ramp up just enough to where we'll be like, oh, is I is, is this gonna be like an Iowa national championship team? Because you know, obviously they have that one year, you know, where they made it to Rose Bowl and got murdered. Um, but by Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, by Christian McCaffrey himself. Um, but this uh this Iowa team will look a lot lot more like a regular college football product, more balanced. But at the same time, is that going to equal success? I, I don't think so. I, I think that they'll still fall up short. I think that the team will still make a few mistakes because even if you had Cade McNamara, Cade McNamara back there, when you do have him back there, you still have Brian Ferentz calling the shots for the offense. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you can't just – that doesn't guarantee success. And I don't think that their tight end production is as good as it has been. And so – what will we see the receivers? We don't even know really for them, you know, one or two guys. Um, again, I think that they'll have some games where their offense will look good. Um, I think that they'll definitely be undefeated in those first three games. I don't think Iowa state's going to um, be as close 
as they normally are with them. I don't think they're going to sneak away with a win like they did last year. But Penn State, I hope they win that game because I honestly want to see Penn State contend this year. It'll just be fun to add another team into the picture of contending. So, um, yeah, Iowa, I, I think they'll stick around their seven to eight win marks. Um, yeah, just because, I mean, that's just what they're kind of being guaranteed. And they haven't had a blow-up season. Even last year, as much as it could have been a blow-up season, they still ended up with seven wins. So, I mean, like, if they somehow find a way, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a little break for a second. And we'll move on to the East Division. All right. Welcome back. Here we go. So we're going to go on to the East Division. We'll start off with the good old Maryland Terrapins. They have a, I don't, yeah. So they start off the season with Towson, Charlotte, Virginia, all three at home. And they what kind of non-conference schedule? I yeah. mean, I guess that's, I guess like wins. Townsend and Charlotte, I mean, Virginia fine, but I, I don't know. They wins. might lose to Virginia. I, I, I think know. they could lose to Virginia. Virginia, they've had some good teams, haven't they? Yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, I they just have – yeah. I'm not high on Maryland, but Virginia's not that good. And also, Nebraska has their best receiver. So, um, yeah. So, and then you jump straight into Big Ten play with Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State, and then you have Illinois Northwestern. That's a good draw for them for their uh, – West Division opponents this year, Illinois and Northwestern. I, I definitely think that's a, that's going to benefit them. Um, and then a uh, tough end to their year other than Rutgers. So, um, yeah, I think seven to eight wins can definitely be achievable with the current talent they have on their team. So, Actually, um, I guess oh, we did seven. Blake, you can go first this one. Um, I'll be short and sweet. I think that they'll probably get to seven wins and I think that they'll kind of like fulfill what people are predicting. But in all honesty, if I think that they kind of fall flat on their face this year, unlike the predictions, because I mean, Maryland is just one of the constant teams I've seen been hyped up over the off season. And I just don't believe it. I I'm not there to believe it. Yet. I just don't see a Maryland team doing, doing a uh, fantastic. So I think that they'll have six wins, five wins. There could be a disaster class this year. I don't know, but in my best judgment, I will go with what everyone else is saying, and I think they'll get like seven or eight wins. But could they fall flat on their face? I, I'll be the first one to say, yeah, they could. Yeah, I think you know three and zero start probably there with all three at home. Then they go to Michigan State. I don't think they'll win that game. Uh, but you look Indiana, that should be a win. So that's four wins. They won't beat Ohio State. Illinois at home, they could win that. I, I. Could see that one going either way. Northwestern, very winnable game there. So that's five. And then as long as they win, you know, that's a kind of a you finish at Rutgers. I don't know. Honestly, that could go either way. I don't think they'll win any of the other uh, you know, Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan. I don't see them winning. So uh, I mean, really, I would say six and six, to be honest, but uh, I don't know, just you know, definitely some winnable games in there. I just don't think Maryland's that good of a team. And, you know, those games like Maybe in the past, you know, last year, if they played Nebraska or somebody else, I don't know, Michigan State, uh, you know, could have won those. I just don't think – I think both those teams kind of are going to be better. I don't think Maryland's going to be that good. So, six and six probably for me. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, a, it's pretty much six. It's They're definitely bowl eligible team. or, or They should be able to be getting the bowl eligibility. 
but will they get anything past that? Who knows? So, um, yeah, we can move on to definitely, I think, the worst team in this division, Indiana. Um, I'm not very high on them. They haven't been good since they've lost uh, Michael Penix. He got injured in 2021, and they haven't been good since. Uh, the schedule is not easy. I mean, especially with the talent they have on their team, it's they're not the greatest. You start off the year at least at home, but you still have to play Ohio State. I don't care. Ohio State has the best wide receiver in the country. We can get into that in a minute, but it's not easy. Indiana State, yeah, probably get that win, but then Louisville, Akron, I, at least Akron, you get the win there, but then you go straight into Big Ten play, and well, I mean, you still have to you have to play Wisconsin, Illinois. I definitely see about only about three to four wins here, so Probably. Yeah, I think I think they can beat Rutgers, and I think Illinois and Purdue are both rival, uh, you know, rivalry games. So you know, you never know what would happen in those. Other than that, I don't see them winning any other games really. Uh, obviously, besides, I think Indiana State and Akron, they're you know winnable. I don't know, Louis, you know, Louisville. I don't think they're. I don't know. They if they're have really um, good. What's his name from Purdue? Their coach, yeah, so. Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom now, so. Maybe he, he returned back to Louisville, so we'll see how good Louisville is. So I can't remember if Louisville they were in a bowl game last they, year. They yes, were in the pitch strike bowl against Cincinnati. Okay, so they yeah. so they were a they were a bowl a bowl team last year. So yeah, I don't know if they'll win that either. I think yeah, three four wins not not going to be a great season there. I don't think for Indiana. Uh, yeah, but you know you look at Rutgers and maybe one other game there they could sneak a win there, but. Yeah, probably three or four wins for me. To be honest, I really don't have anything to add. I don't think that they'll be impressed at all. So, like, I just – yeah, three wins maybe. Um, sneak they'll, – they'll probably get one surprise win in there. Um, but other than that, yeah, don't really see much production out of them. All right, so the next team. The team has won this division uh, the last two years. I think they're going to win it again. Michigan, they start off, what a non-con. They're notorious for having bad non-conference schedules, or really easy, I should say. ECU, UNLV, and Bowling Green, three wins, four wins. I think they might go undefeated this year. I do circle that Penn State-Michigan game and Ohio State-Michigan game. Those two games are really up in the air for Michigan, but otherwise I think they easily can go into the at least uh, Penn State undefeated. So, yeah, well, if you, oh, I guess Blake can go first here. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say, but, you know, last year they proved me wrong. I thought Ohio State was going to get back to, like, their standards, um, which, I mean, they, they made it to the playoffs and they easily could have went to the national championship. Um, but I don't want to bet against, bet against Michigan. You know, it's like, you know, fool me once last year. I don't want to get burned again. And so I, I, I do see them losing one game. With Penn State, I think will be way more competitive, and Ohio State will give them a, a rough time. And just with how Michigan, the Michigan Ohio State rivalry has been recently, I don't just want to assume that Michigan's going to clear through Ohio State. I definitely think that Ohio State could win that game, um, and kind of just be what the difference maker is to get to the Big Ten championship. But, um, yeah. So I, I one loss is is what I'm saying. Yeah, I say about one loss. 
I think their loss is going to come to Penn State, but it could easily come to Ohio State or Michigan just win them all. So, I mean, who knows? But, yeah, yeah there, on, Charlie. there are a few things, honestly, that are kind of sticking out to me as I look uh, at the schedule. The first thing that I noticed, and I didn't know this, is that their first road game is Nebraska. And that could be, you know, it could be a tough game because they're going on the road for the first time. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a night game, but it should be. They haven't announced it yet, but I'm I'm sure it's going to be a night game. It's either a night game or 11 a.m. kick. So, yeah, I mean, that could be, you know, a very tough game. I, and I don't think Minnesota, you know, Nebraska, Minnesota, I could easily see them losing one of those games. Uh, probably Minnesota is the more likely game, but Nebraska on the road first, you know, first road game. Who knows what could happen there? Uh, Penn State. Yeah, I, I honestly think right now I'd probably pick Penn State to win that. Um, I just think they're going to be a really dangerous team this year. And I don't know, I'll have to, we'll have to go uh, look at Ohio state and Penn state's schedule here in a minute, but I would say right now, I'd still say 11 and one probably for Michigan, just with that one loss to Penn state. Okay. So we'll move on to, uh, their, their rival in the state rival, the Michigan state Spartans. They have a, um, okay. Non-con. I mean, you got central Michigan, Richmond, and then, of course, Washington. They played them last year, got blown out pretty much. It felt like it, the stats-wise. But, uh, Ellie, you get all three of the – you get the start of the season, first four weeks at home. Then then you take your first road game to Iowa. Then you have – and then you go on to Rutgers, Michigan, Minnesota. And then the rest of the schedule, Nebraska, Ohio State, Indiana, and Penn State, which is at Ford Field. So, who knows? But um, I'm feeling about a six and six, seven and five season. It'll be better than last year, but I definitely think Michigan State made a mistake with uh, extending uh, Mel Tucker to that huge contract. But I don't think they're going to be worse than last year. I think they'll improve. They should be better. But I think they can at least go into Iowa, maybe three and one. I'd probably lean more to two and two, maybe. But who knows? Yeah, uh, I think they'll kind of be like the Illinois of the East where, like, you don't know what team you're going to get out of them. I do think that they'll be better than last year. Um, but other than that, I just think it's going to be a tough road ahead for them to just constantly just get some wins and be a contender in the East. I, I just don't see that happening. So I think they'll be more eligible, though. So, like, six and six is, is pretty fair prediction. Yeah, I would say that as well. Uh, Washington's going to be a really tough game. We've talked about Washington already on this uh, podcast, so – I don't know. I think you look at the rest of the non-conference there, the start of the year, I think three and one, uh, three and one start, very possible. And then after that, you know, you just got to win three, three more to be bull eligible there. So I think six and six, seven and five, somewhere in there. Okay. So we can move on to, to one of the other big three teams, Ohio State. Like we said previously, they start on the road against Indiana, and then they have two really easy home games against Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. And then I would wa- I'd watch out for this game against Notre Dame on the road. Then you go straight into Big Ten play. You got Maryland at home. Then you go on the road to Purdue. Then you have Penn State at home. And then you have two straight away games with Wisconsin and Rutgers. Then Michigan State, Minnesota, Michigan to end out the rest of the year. I probably see about 11 and one, 11 and one, maybe 10 and two, maybe if they lose to Notre Dame, 
but I think eleven and one for sure. Yeah, it's the most it's the most possible. I don't really see them losing to Notre Dame, but you can't. You don't know. I mean, you're going into South Bend, so who knows what happens? So, yeah, I compl- I completely agree. Sorry, Charlie. Um, I completely agree. Uh, I think that they'll. I think they'll lose to Penn State, but I'll think I think that they will. Lo- I think they'll win against Ohio. Excuse me. I think they'll lose against Penn State, but they'll win Michigan. And Michigan will uh, beat Penn State. So you're kind of like got a trifecta situation. That's just my weird prediction because I think Penn State will get one of those monumental wins, which will be the Ohio State win. But then they'll lose to Michigan. So yeah, but that's honestly an interesting stretch. So if you look at it, people are hyping up Notre Dame as they always do. You'll never catch me on that bandwagon. Um, <laughs> but people always hype up Notre Dame. And you got Maryland, Ohio State, and that's a, and you got the Purdue game, and then you got Penn State, and then Wisconsin. So you got a pretty difficult stretch of games there with a few ones where you could win it. But yeah, I eleven and one is was my prediction. So I agree with you there, Dylan. Yeah, I think eleven and one as well. I'm I'm kind of I agree with like that kind of prediction where you know Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, you know they all kind of beat each other. I think all of them would finish 11 and one. And I don't know how that would play out and who would go to the big 10 championship. I think it would be, uh, I don't know what the next tiebreaker is there. Um, but they, you know, if they're all 11 and one, but I'm my, what I would change is I would say Ohio state beats Penn state, Penn state beats Michigan, Michigan beats Ohio state. So just a little different from yours. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I just think 11 and one Notre Dame is a tough game maybe, but I don't know. I don't think Notre Dame is going to be that good this year. Ohio State, I think, wins that game on the road. Um, and then other than that, Wisconsin could be a tough game, but I don't I just see Ohio State winning that as well. So eleven and one as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting who would to see who would actually win the division if that happened. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, uh I kind of agree with Charlie. I think Ohio State will beat Penn State, but they'll lose to Michigan. I have Michigan losing to Penn State and uh Penn State. Yeah, so I, I just I just I'm not really high on Penn State beating Ohio State because it's it is at Ohio State. That's gonna be a tough game. And it's really tough to win in Columbus. But I definitely think Penn State, I'm pretty sure the Penn State Michigan game is gonna be the whiteout unless the whiteout is against uh West Virginia. But um I don't know. We could get into Penn State here in a minute, but I definitely think Ohio State easily can go eleven and one here. I think that in that that's my prediction. I think we all agree with that one. Uh, we can go on to the second worst team probably in this division, Rutgers. I'll be quick, probably four and eight. I, I don't really, really even need to look at their schedule. I've looked at it a few times. I think it's about four and eight, three and nine. I definitely think they'll be better than Indiana, but who knows? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know the first first uh, I guess five games there. I could honestly. You know, they play Northwestern and Temple to start the year. I don't know if Temple, I don't know much about them, but they could, uh, I assume that's a winnable game at home. Uh, in Virginia Tech, you know, we were we were talking Virginia Tech, I think it was uh, Purdue earlier, but they have to go on the road because, uh, I mean, I don't think Virginia Tech's going to be that good. So it wouldn't shock me if Rutgers actually started the season 3-0. and um, And then obviously Michigan, uh, on the road, not going to win that. But then after that, you, there's really just not a whole lot of winnable games there. Maybe Indiana, maybe Maryland at the end of the year at home. 
but uh, I don't see them winning six games. I think five wins is probably the ceiling because uh, the rest of the games, I just don't think they'll win. Uh, so, yeah, probably five wins at most. I don't really have anything to add there. Rutgers is one of those teams where you can just push to the side. Maybe they'll, you know, get a few wins out there, but I just don't see them being competitive as sort of competitive as they were last year. Okay, we'll move on to the last team in the East Division, Penn State. Talked a lot about them this entire segment. They start off the year against West Virginia at home on NBC. It'll be the first Big Ten NBC game um, ever, I'm pretty sure. So, unless we've uh, one of them played Notre Dame in the past. But, I mean, it's I, – I like the beginning of their year – it looks win a lot of winnable games easily could go five and zero going into the bye week. You got UMass. You're down. De- I definitely see Penn State being undefeated going into Ohio State. And I like I said before, I think they lose that, but then went out. Then went out. So I think they go eleven one, and makes it come down to the tiebreakers or whatever that is with the Big Ten. So yeah, I, I see at least 10, 10 wins at least. Yeah, I think. I would agree with that as well. Maybe Michigan State at the end of the year might be a trap game. Uh, it is also on a neutral field, like I said. And oh, it's on a Ford, neutral field. It's at Ford Field. So okay, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I Penn State obviously I think will be better than Michigan State this year, but maybe something could happen there at the end of the year. Uh, but I agree. I think eleven one probably would be my prediction right now. Uh, Going to be a really good team. I think. You know, we we've been. On the podcast, on our podcast, we've been talking about them being a very dangerous team. I don't know if the rest of the country is kind of, you know, giving them, you know, much respect right now, but we'll see. Uh, always going to be a competitive team there in the Big Ten East. I think I've heard some rumblings on social media that they're going to be a competitive team, and I wholeheartedly agree because um, that's been kind of what, what what Penn State's issue is, is actually winning the big games, kind of like, you know, Bo Pelini type situation where, yeah, you can look good on paper, have a good record, but in the end result, you still lost the big teams. Um, you know, with that, uh, just how competitive they were last year, falling short to those games, this year I think they'll get one of those, one or two of those back. Um, and, yeah, they, they're definitely going to be a threat. I just think we have three solid teams, and Penn State's going to be one of those solid teams to be in the national contention even. Yeah, we could easily be seeing, like we did last year, two Big Ten playoff teams, and and they both come from the same division. It could be Penn State-Michigan this year. It could be Michigan-Ohio State again. It could be Ohio State-Penn State. Who knows? I mean – I really like the East. It should uh, it should bring out a lot of competitive games. And overall, as the Big Ten as a whole, as we close here, I mean, it's easily one of the best conferences. I think it's one of the best conferences in the country behind SC, the SEC. But it just – it should be a lot of fun this coming season. Um, but, yeah, any of you guys have any closing thoughts? Yeah, with that, Dylan, I think that the – last year, 2021 – Big Ten, I'm like, all right, they should be one of the best conferences. Like, they were, I would say, their argument for being one of the best conferences in the country. And then last year, SEC was really leaps and bounds, in my opinion, above the rest. Um, and I, in kind of the Big Ten, you know, I think it falls more on the West for being not as competitive. But this year, I think Big Ten will take a step up overall. Um, and I 
think that would mainly be in part of Nebraska being a competitive team. I think that could be a difference maker and getting more um, respect to some of the games, like a Minnesota Illinois game or something like that. You know, just, just like your typical big 10 matchup that normally people would scoff at. Now you have, okay, you know, another team thrown in there that's a little bit more competitive. You know, I think that the national news uh, sports world will actually look higher on the big 10, hopefully. And in, in, in my mind, I think that's definitely nice a possibility. Thing, yeah. The nice thing being in the big 10, we get, a we give the big 10 a lot of views. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at some of these games last year, like I think the Iowa game had over a million viewers for a game on FS1. I mean, it's just like, Nebraska brings in viewers, and when Nebraska is good, the entire country it, it helps the entire country. I mean, mm-hmm. having one year old historic blue bloods getting back to national relevance. I mean, that just helps college football as a whole. And hopefully, Matt Rule. I mean, I I know Josh Pate has said this multiple times. He thinks we're going to be back. Kirk Herbstreit is very high on us. Of course, Kirk Herbstreit always is. I mean, he did pick us pick us to win the Big Ten West last year. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of people. Think, RJ Young even thinks we're heading in the right direction. And I'm not a huge fan of RJ Young. And I always – I don't know if Colorado. anybody really is. He is a Colorado uh, lover. So is a – but, I mean, every, I, just, I just think as it comes to the whole – the Big Ten is going to really improve, and especially in this next couple of year, couple of years, when you get those California schools in, it's gonna, it's gonna explode. So I'm really excited. This season is going to be very enjoyable. I'm really excited as a whole, not just the Big Ten, just the entire country. It should be a very interesting battle for that, that the prize of the college football playoff national championships. So the final uh, ahead, year with four. So oh. yeah. You got anything, Charlie? Yeah, uh, just, you know, excited. I think it's definitely going to be a competitive conference. Uh, hopefully, a few teams maybe in the West have uh, pretty good years. You know, we don't see – I think it's going to be competitive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in the East, a lot, you know, could we see two Big Ten teams in the playoff again? You know, other conferences maybe don't, don't perform as well. You don't – you know, Pac-12, it just seems like they always, you know – you know, I could see Washington, you know, making a run there at the end, but it just, I don't know if I trust Pac-12 teams. You just lose a road, you know, it seems like they'll lose a road game. Maybe if they're undefeated, they'll, you know, Oregon one year was right in contention and they lost on the road to Arizona state. So compare them to the big 10. I just, you know, I think it'll be a competitive conference and, you know, just excited to see how it goes. Yeah, um, but yeah, so this is, has been the last take. This is our first summer episode. Uh, look out on our Twitter. Uh, check us out. Blake is doing a wonderful job. Uh, we've done a little bit of a new rebrand. Um, we'll, we have a new YouTube, like I've said before. Or I, I don't think actually I've said that. But, um, but yeah, Gotta just check fresh. us out on Twitter. Got to keep it fresh. Check us out on Twitter. I believe it's the last take 22 and then, um, or it's, it's capital T L T the last, the last take on Twitter and then on Instagram. I don't remember, but we're on Instagram as well. So um, signing off. It is Charlie. Blake.
Oh, whoops. This is, <laughs> this is a little interesting on Zoom. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit different because I can't just look over to my right and see Charlie. So how about this? We'll do it again. Dylan, intro us. All right. So signing off, it is. Charlie. Blake. Dylan. And uh, continue supporting us, and I'll see you on the next side. <laughs> <laughs>